good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We're reading in the book of James. Last time we, we read uh, chapter 2. Now at the end of chapter 2, James is saying, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Meaning that if we're not actively putting God's word to work in our lives, and that means in every you know, in, in, in all ways, in every way, but, uh, you know, it's over time, it's a learning process, so we're not going to say that, oh, you become a Christian and instantly you know and do it all. But, you know, as you read and understand and study God's Word, you put those things into practice in your life. So it's, it's a gradual change over time, is what it really turns out to be. Yes, yeah, some change you're going to have immediately because you're going to turn to God and repent, you're going to you're going to want to seek God's kingdom. But uh, other things, it's going to take time for you to study God's word and understand how, how you should be. So, But anyway, for just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Meaning that we're using God's word in our daily life. Now, we are ready to read chapter 3. And I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Not many of you should become teachers serving in an official teaching capacity. My brothers and sisters, for you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. For we all stumble and sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and rein in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. So here James is, is cautioning us that we should not all, you know, um, serve officially as teachers. That's one, one thing that I, I try, you know, I try to say that we are, we are studying and these are our studies of the Bible and I don't really feel like while I do try to talk about things, I don't know if I really feel like I qualify as a real, real teacher. But uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that as we study and read through these things, we can learn together. You know, that was that was always my original thought and plan. I do try to make sure that I, I know what were what the the Bible is saying, and and know that uh, that I don't say anything uh, incorrectly. Now, sometimes I may mispronounce something, but that's not really what we're talking about. We want to make sure we're not presenting um, false teaching or incorrect teaching, you know. So, trying to be careful of anything like that. All right. And then, James is also talking about, you know, we all stumble in sin. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, then he is a perfect man able to bridle his whole body and rein in his entire nature. Well, in that case, I don't think any of us are perfect or able to never stumble in what we say. I think that's the point, is that we all have faults and we all, you know, we all stumble and mess up from time to time. If we are, if we were a perfect man, if we were able to, you know, tame our tongue and bridle our mouths, then then we could be, you know, a perfect person just by, you know, 
reining in what we say we would also be able to rein in our body the hardest thing to control what uh, James is going to be getting at is the tongue and the mouth so I'm going to continue on here verse 3 now if we put bits into the horses mouths to make them obey us we guide their whole body as well and look at the ships even though they are so large and are driven by strong winds they're still directed by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines in the same sense the tongue is a small bit of the body and yet it boasts of great things in other words we drive and steer our course with our tongue with our mouths you know we are our, our, well that's how I'm going to leave it for right now because that's you know we say what we're going to do and then we do it we you know we say things you know right or wrong and then we do it we you know our our mouth is and our mouth affects other people it affects um, you know when we say things about other people that can affect them for good or for ill so there's a lot to it I'm gonna let James continue he's gonna be better at this than me so see by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark and the tongue is in a sense a fire the very world of injustice and unrighteousness the tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life the cycle of man's existence and is it is itself set on fire by hell and and it has in parentheses gehenna which i'm not uh i guess that is a jewish word for for hell for every species of beasts and birds of reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race but no one can tame the human tongue it is a restless evil undisciplined unstable full of deadly poison with it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing these things my brothers should not be this way for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts does a spring send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water can a fig tree my brothers produce olives or a grapevine produce figs nor can salt water produce fresh as in fresh water so here he really gets to the heart of the matter we need to tame our tongue we need to watch our mouths what our speech is what we're saying you know we shouldn't be blessing and praising the Lord and then turn around and, and cursing others cursing others at all he says that should not be so we should only be speaking blessings we should not be speaking curses we should not be speaking cursing at all from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing and that's you know that should not be it's a it's a very hard lesson when I am I, I am still learning and teaching myself you know that through God's Word that I need to control my tongue control my speech um, you know it's one thing 
to try to talk to someone and, and be a blessing to them and they misconstrue or misunderstand. But it's another if we're saying something negative and cursing them in a sense. You know, whether, you know, negative things we shouldn't be, there's no reason for us to be speaking negatively about others. You know, um, things will out, you know, however a person is, that's going to show. So we don't, we don't need to speak negatively about them or, or run them down. Now, it's one thing to be honest about some things and, and just say the truth about some things, but, uh, but we should not be cursing others at all. We, our mouths, our tongue is for, you know, praising God, um, prayer, you know, love and uh, encouraging one another and helping one another, comforting one another. You know, it's not for, it's not for these other things. And we, we should not be cursing others under any circumstance. We should always be treating others well. Alright. So, I, and I just want to say, I, I, I believe it negatively impacts us. I think it hurts our heart as well as it hurts others when we're speaking negatively. I think it hurts our own heart. And I think that is part of the reason we're taught not to be doing these negative things because those things hurt us as well. It doesn't just hurt the person maybe that we speak about or whatever, but it also hurts ourselves. And, and God doesn't want us hurting ourselves. A lot, of, a lot of the things we're taught in the Bible is to keep us from hurting ourselves or from uh, putting ourselves in a bad way. So verse 13, Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant, and as a result be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous and considerate, gentle, reasonable and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. So, we're comparing two different types of wisdom, man's wisdom and God's wisdom. And God's wisdom says, you know, our good conduct and our good deeds will show his true wisdom. If we're, you know, acting appropriately and we are doing things appropriately by his word, then that will show his true wisdom. We don't need you know, to blow a trumpet or anything like the, the old Pharisees did. But also, if we have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in our hearts, you know, that that type of thing comes from, well, we know it does not come from above. It is earthly. It is natural, even demonic. We can have that 
that bitterness, that jealousy, that selfish ambition to the point to where, you know, we talk about climbing the ladder and, and stepping on whoever you have to to get ahead and all this stuff, you know. Um, there are actually people who do that, looking out for number one and all that. Um, and that goes along with verse 16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil and morally degrading practice. You know, we will hurt others to get where we need to be, to where we want to be. We will hurt others to get that next position or, or whatever it is that we're seeking. And that's not, that's not godly wisdom. We don't, we don't want to follow those practices. We don't want to do that. Yes, we want to work in our jobs and, and do a good job, and we want to be recognized and uh, and promoted, but I, I don't think we have to hurt others to do that. I think we can progress in this world and improve ourselves without hurting others. I think we can make it so that our improvement is uh, a good thing or at a minimum a neutral thing for everyone. You know, where they would at least, they should at least go like, oh, hey, that's nice for you. And maybe it doesn't have any other super impact on them, but at least it's not negative. It's not like you push them out of the way to get something or you, you know, and I'm talking in a figurative way, but that does, you know, there are times that happens. So, and it says the wisdom from above, this is God's wisdom, is pure, peace-loving, gentle, reasonable, full of compassion and good fruits. And we'll continue reading. It is unwavering, without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. And I would also say, by not stirring up strife and stirring up trouble with other people. You know, some people definitely get a kick out of that. They enjoy that. They think that's fun and funny. And it's it's really just sad if that's your joy in life is that you cause other people strife and aggravation and hard times. <clears throat> that's just, it is. It's, it's just sad that that's where you get your joy and your glee. Because that's not, that's an extremely, extremely passing thing. That's not anything good. So, that is actually the end of chapter 3. So, James chapter 3 really, um, really covers our tongue and speech and how we need to control and uh, tame our tongues so that we're speaking blessings and speaking good things and, of course, speaking truth, uh, but not cursing others, not, you know, not being negative about and towards others. Um, and then wisdom, the difference in man's wisdom and God's wisdom. And, you know, man's wisdom will tell you, oh, do what you got to do, go for them, you know, look out for number one and, you know, improve yourself by, you know, hurting others or by um, being selfish and wanting everything for yourself. And, you know, that's really not how you get ahead in the world, uh, especially not spiritually. I mean, yeah, that may help you get ahead from a very um, earthly perspective, 
It may help you get ahead from a very temporal um, financial perspective even sometimes, but um, but it's not really going to help you where it matters spiritually and it's not going to help you really be happy whereas if you pursue God's wisdom you will you will be happy you will have a lot better life and you will have a lot better uh, results from that life the fruits you know that they speak of that James speaks of here you know his righteousness spiritual maturity so like I said that is James 3 want to thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful day and remember God loves you I'm sorry I wanted to add a little something to James 3 and I forgot um, the other difference between the earthly wisdom and God's wisdom is earthly wisdom you'll notice that it is it is generating jealousy selfish ambition it is generating disorder and every evil and morally degrading practice you know people will do anything no matter how awful it is to get ahead it drives you in the wrong way it drives you to do things that you know you're going to regret that hurt you that that are awful and then on the other hand but God's wisdom wisdom from above when you're following him it's pure it's peace loving it's gentle it's reasonable, full of compassion and good fruits. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned these things because I for, I forgot and I'm sorry. That's where we go back to maybe maybe we shouldn't be teachers, right? <laughs> but uh, I wanted to make sure I mentioned these things because that's when you're contrasting these things. That's that's a big difference, you know. One, the earthly, you know, need to get ahead and 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 um, and having that selfish ambition. You know, you're about willing to do any evil deed or degrading thing just to get ahead. And, uh, you know, it's that's not good. It's not a good feeling. It's not good for you mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And then, on the other hand, if you're following God's wisdom and you're, you're just, you know, performing as you should and doing as you should, and I am using that job, uh, that idea of, you know, of working a job and how you are there as far as you know this ambition and stuff I am using that that idea of uh, a job as an example um, but you would be you know you would be pure peace-loving gentle reasonable full of compassion and good fruits you would care about others around you and this would apply to more than just your job it would apply to your whole life but but I was using that as an example because it shows that selfish ambition the easiest. Um, <clears throat> but you would be gentle and reasonable and full of compassion for folks around you and you would have good roots from that. So that is a huge difference. It's a big deal. And I wanted to make sure I stressed that and I did not think I really brought that out previously. So again, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. The Lord bless you and keep you. And remember, God loves you.